Jason Walls, welcome to the program. How are you today? I'm, I'm doing well. I'm sad this is our last time together. Yeah, oh, of course, because Barry's back on Monday. He is, Very although good. in saying that we do have a chat later tonight, but second last time. Okay, well done, and I thank you for, for your efforts. You've been doing a lot of work uh, over the course of the fortnight uh, in, a, in, a, in a short-staffed team, so there we go. Hey, we've had a quick turnaround on the Triple C FA. How do you say the CCC FA? Triple C FA. Uh, Triple CFA, yeah. This is the, the banking rules that made it impossible to get a loan. Is this an acknowledgement that the rules weren't working? Oh, I think it's an acknowledgement that the government had an enormous amount of pushback on this one because the legislation came into force in December. Now, just a quick recap. It was meant to protect vulnerable borrowers, but it's had somewhat of an adverse effect. Banks were going through people's spending and you saw stories about people um, getting denied for a mortgage because they were spending too much at Kmart. I've always thought that those stories, you know, there's not the full story there. We didn't really know about the rest of their credit and their lending, but nonetheless, it had the impact and I mean personally uh, me and my partner were um, getting a loan for our place that's supposed to be built in December and we were having like proper conversations about austerity measures that we were going to have to take just to get a loan so there were about 10,000 people that signed a signature uh, signed a petition for example to asking the government to change the laws um, and that has happened um, I spoke to David Clark who's the Minister of Commerce this morning and he said the banks have taken things just a little bit too far the banks have got legal advice and have interpreted things pretty conservatively. They've thought that they need to double-check bank transactions. Actually, what's more important is that they have a clear picture of people's future spending pattern. So it looks like they've they've reined this in a little bit and changed some major aspects of this. For example, clarifying that when borrowers provide detail a detailed breakdown of their future living expenses, there's no need to inquire into the current living expenses and the removal of um, savings and investments of as examples of um, lending need to inquire into. For example, I have my savings doesn't go into a savings account, it goes into an investment, so that is now considered savings rather than an outgoing expense. So yeah, they've really reined it in a bit, quite a bit. Yeah, absolutely. But that was interesting. That cl- cl- that clip that you just played of Clark saying, you know, the banks interpreted this so conservatively. I put it to Roger Beaumont um, about forty minutes ago. Were you too conservative? And they said, no. We got legal advice. We did exactly what the law said it should do as it was written. So. Uh, he couldn't help himself, could he? Hundreds of entertainers, including dozens of DJs, were handed uh, MIQ spots last year. They got through the border. Can you tell us some of those numbers? Yes. So according to the Taxpayers Union's Official Information Act request, the government let in uh, 316 foreign entertainers into managed isolation last year. So um, of those, 64 were DJs. You'll remember the the DJ, um, was it DJ Disaster? DJ DJ Dimension. Dimension. From um, late last year, the government came under fire from that. And the problem is, at the same time, the government was copping criticism for not letting in enough doctors and nurses. So seeing so many DJs might be a little bit of a slap in the face and so louis holbrook from the taxpayers union says techno performers like dj dimension and others hogged room in miq facilities while kiwis were being barred from seeing their families so this week the government came out and basically scrapped the miq system and said it's only Mm. going to be available for people that are are unvaccinated coming in but this was a big story last year and to see so many djs being granted exemptions probably rubs people the wrong way and how many health workers were granted exemptions just to put it into context 
Oh, yeah, probably. I'm not did sure. They not, I did the taxpayers' union not tell you that as well, so that we know exactly <laughs> what that is? Because you know, I know no, that I know that there, were, there, there was an exception area that, that was allowed for those people who were critical or thought critical for the nation's health, and that included entertainers. Hands up, who went to see the Lion King? You know, and there was also, of course, for health workers, and health workers did come in. And yes, there were 64 DJs, and I've heard the the argument in that a DJ is just one person and not a whole crew. And so it's very easy to do entertainment for the nation just with one person, you know. So that might only make sense if I know how many doctors came in. So let's find that out soon enough. Hey, yesterday's poll put the Maori Party as uh, the king and the queen maker. Uh, so, you know, because they would be the one who holds the balance of the power very quickly. Which way are they leaning? Well, at this stage, I mean, they're not ruling out national. Rawati Waititi was basically very staunchly against Judith Collins when they were in charge. But under Luxon, he says that, you know, there's there's some areas there. They've got a lot of work to do. But basically, he told stuff that um, his party would only ally with somebody that had the Treaty of Waitangi clearly at the focus of what they were doing. And so there's about 18 months less than that till the election. So both parties have got some work to do to convince them. That is, if polls stay the same.